All right, are we ready? How many people, let me see a few comments saying ready for the word tonight. I want to speak to you, especially to the Capital family, the Connect family. Um, first, things I must do, first thing I must do is that we must also congratulate um, our leader, Pastor Shadia, um, for receiving the, most, the highest honor in the nation family, which is to become a family head. And we saw that honor bestowed upon her, um, that power bestowed upon her as well um, this, this, um, this Sunday. So we want to wish her an ama uh, a major congratulations as well. want to wish her a major congratulations yeah just for for us now as pt said on the monday podcast we re-emphasize the culture of the nation family you can still push in your congratulations as we prepare to actually sit down and discuss the word today i hope what you would do if you're watching me tonight is if you know somebody that is a connect soldier or a capital soldier, what I want to do in the next few months, give me just a bit more. Um, what I want to do in the next few weeks, actually, um, starting from tonight, is I want to actually realign us and make sure that we're ready for 2023. Um, so you know when it comes to this side of the year, word starts rushing out more. We start having desperate conversations that God wants to finish this side of the year um, different re-emphasis um, of the things that God wants to finish this side of the year the ninth yes that's Pastor Shadia so if I were you I will get a soldier on tonight and it doesn't just have to be connected of course if you're a soldier in the nation family and you're not busy with activity tonight you can also sit down and listen as we begin to discuss some important matters. So I came on earlier today because I wanted to have time to discuss those matters with you. Um, these matters don't actually respect whether you are in London or you are abroad. It doesn't care about whatever place you are in the world. It is a matter that if we are able to master it together, then we will master the world together. Um, I think this has been the nation's family's most successful year yet. It's been a very successful year for the nation family, for each family individual, individually. Every family has been able to evolve and become something that they wasn't yesterday to today and as i look at that it's also important to speak because the the work and the power that backs this work never stops speaking it continually demonstrates and provides exploits that let us know that it is not a hand maneuvering this work if i tried my best i could not maneuver my life the way it is right now and I think that's where I will start this word from I cannot I cannot actually construct or articulate or create a blueprint for my life the way God has created it so one of the things we discovered and PT said this on Thursday is when 
they turn to you and they ask you, how do you at this age or at this time become this? We know your story. We know where you're coming from. When they turn to you and they ask you, you turn to them and say, realistically, we can decide to put some practical measures in place as to how we got to where we are. But the truth of the matter is, it is that it is the word. So for me, I'm using this to actually tell you that you have to pay attention to those who no longer have time to sit under the word because if you don't have time to sit under the word, you mean, it means you have stopped being mobile. It means that you are, you've paused, some, something has stopped and it takes a while to realize that something has stopped because those who were sitting under the word, those who were actually connected to leadership it would take a time for the word to transition them but when they when it does when that season comes it it says it bears fruit in its season that's the scripture i want to start with today it says they will bear fruit in their season blessed is the man i love this empowered empowered to prosper is the man who takes great delight in the word so when i ask you if you're ready for the word tonight or if you're ready for me to emphasize our culture to establish foundations that would never change to establish conversations that we will continually have i spoke to some of the sisters this week and some of the brothers and i've told them i said when i asked them i asked them a question and they answered me and it was a bit confusing so i said to them this is a bit too confusing for now who is your voice who is your leader have you decided who your voice is so that when the word comes out you are also able to receive a blueprint a strategy a structure according to what the word is actually issuing per time and if you are at a certain phase in the nation family you are actually by you've gone past the time of if you're worrying about to, to not offend this leader or to not offend that leader, you've gone past that time. You're just looking for a voice. You've gone past that time in your life because you've been doing this for a while. You realize that no leader can suppress a man if a man decides to carefully follow the words from the mouth of PT. There is no leader in the nation family that is bigger than this cause. So I want to start with the scriptures that remind us of the word. And I think every time we get to this point in our journey, every time we get to this time cycle in our journey, we first of all re-emphasize the solid point. So what could you do for a friend tonight? What could you do for a soldier or a family member? Say, bro, sis, when was the last time you sat down and listened to your family head, though? I see you I see you see you doing your thing outside and I love it but I don't know if there's more value on the things you're doing than you sitting down and listening to your family head because it looks like the things in this world um, will bring us value if we keep doing it but it's not true it just leads us into a rat race and funny enough I was in a dinner today just before I came home and People are placing high demand on mentorship. People are placing high demand on how to know how to do certain things. I was with a couple of people today and they 
told me clearly that, look, we've been able to pay so-and-so for mentorship in this arena. And I, and I loved it. I love it. But you, what, what happens is sometimes all that God is looking for at a time is your, is your attention. And even that, sometimes that value, you cannot add it. So I want you to know that this is actually scoped in time, shaping time. Time when we come together and sit down, refocus ourselves. I was saying to one of the pastors today, I think from the 17th, I've called it a day on the activities of the year. And now it's just time to refocus. Did you find that scripture? Come on. Go for it. Psalm 1, sir. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the Help way. Let me lower her microphone just a bit. Go for it. Or stand in the way that sinners take mm -hmm. or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and, and who meditate on his law day and night. So you know, first of all, you, wherever you see blessed, if you're a true national, you will know that blessed there means empowered to prosper. He said, the one who is empowered to prosper is one who does not step in the way of the wicked, nor sit in the company of mockers, nor stand or stand in the company of mockers, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law when word time comes, when, when, when the family begins to infer, when the family head begins to re-emphasize the laws that have come from the apostolic patterns given to PT, he begins to re-emphasize it. He, he or she takes delight in establishing laws in their life. It's, it's not just about the activity they've picked up. It's actually about the law they're trying to understand. He said, and who meditates on on his law uh -huh. day and night he meditates on his law day and night he says it is a constant thought in his heart he sits down with this law he has conversation with this law when he thinks when he spends his five minutes in a day just to clear his mind remove all other activities that may have been going on throughout the day when he spends that time to meditate is meditating on the laws of God. It is the laws of God that he meditates on and he meditates on them day and night. They are a constant thought to him. So no matter if he gets, if he gets wealthier and wealthier, if no matter if he's in the wilderness or in the palace, the one thing that remains constant, you know, I've taught this before. If you're truly going to have power with God and power with men, the truth of the matter is you're going to need a constant, something that remains constant in your life. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to be able to identify constants. So for me, this Tuesday evening is a constant. It's a constant where I know I'm sitting down with family members, my constituents, um, the nation family, or not just the nation family, the connect family, the family capital. It's a constant. So people who are inconsistent, who do not understand that there is a time in my life where no matter what else is going on around me, it doesn't matter what meeting is going on there or this meeting going on there, this time is sacred. It is for me and the law. 
and who meditates on his Lord day and night, verse 3. That person uh, is like a tree planted by streams of water. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. The, the, the growth of the tree, the growth of a life, or the life of a tree, is dependent on the water it receives. So when we see the water sometimes, he says that it's planted by the word. He said that person that meditates and delights in the law of God is planted by the word. Is it, which does what? It yields. Go for it. Which yields its fruit uh -huh. in season. So there are seasons that come to us and there are fruits that God is expecting. So the expectation can't be from man to God anymore. The, the conversation and expectation has moved from man to God, from God to man. God has an expectation of man. He expects man to be planted by the streams of the word. That's leadership. He expects man to be planted by leadership and in its season. So there are seasons that come where we are expecting certain results. The fruits signify evidence that something is growing. Fruits symbolize progress in our lives. It says, which use its fruits in season and whose leaves does not wither whose leaves does not wither so he talks about the fact that things prosper in their hands but then he also talks about nothing regresses in their hands so we've left that error when you give somebody money and they come back to report loss he said if they are planted by the word the streams of water it will yield its fruit in season and whose leaf do not wither, but this is what I love the most. Go for it. Whatever they do uh -huh. prospers. He said whatever they do prospers. When God wanted to teach Joshua how to take a nation, how to take a mountain, how to take a city, how to overcome people mightier than him. He taught him one thing. He said only be strong and courageous. He said meditate on this law. Or on this word day and night. So that you may observe to do. I think that's Joshua chapter 1. So that we can begin to dissect tonight. The things in which God will have us do. In this last period. This last push of 2022. Or 2021. And you know the truth of the matter is. It, just because we're saying it's a last push. I actually believe. I believe that there are still some things, some fruits that God wants you to produce. But you see, the system of God is not to pray and ask for the things. You know, we don't claim. We don't claim what God has in store for us. We grow into it. Do you understand that? You don't claim it. You don't say, I want this in Jesus' name. Amen. No, 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 no. If it has been... If it is a part of the time cycle of your life, you water yourself into the growth of that thing. So you word your way into the seasons that God has predestined for your life. Many times we were taught in church when we were growing up that if you pray hard enough, there is nothing that God cannot give you. But that's not true. It is only dependent on the development of a man. 
that is if a man chooses to develop himself and develop sounds like such a underrated word when we talk about growth it's so underrated but God says if you can develop yourself if you can grow then you will not need a prayer to enter into the cycles of your life you will just grow into it so God turns to Joshua and says to him only be strong and courageous. You can start from there once you're ready. He says to us, you should observe. the. You should meditate on this law day and night so that you can observe to do according to all that is written in it. But I won't speak anymore. Let's do the scripture. Go for it. Only be strong and very courageous yes. that you may observe to do mm. according to all the law yes. which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So there was a law that came from leadership. There was a law that came from leadership that God had spoke to Moses. So the job of a family head is to re-emphasize patterns, cultures, and structures. The difference between this kingdom and the kingdoms that may be existing out there in the world. He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So it was the law that Moses used to command the people, he never used his own influence to command them. He used the law to command them. God gave Moses laws so that people can live. Listen to this. God gave Moses laws so that people may live. It is the law that causes you either to prosper, the law that you obey or you disobey, that either causes you to prosper or causes you to experience poverty. It's a law. No man or woman is powerful enough to stop you. Not Listen, even your, this, your leader's like or dislike for you is not powerful, to, powerful enough to stop you dependent on whether you are able to obey and live and observe certain laws he said that you may observe to do according to all the law let me tell you about giving giving is a law giving is a law and it is it is written in our hearts how to give so when i hear people like pastor ruth from city welfare tell me this month we're giving to 150 houses across the nation and we're actually going to help 150 houses with food for this Christmas. Do you know what I realized? I now begin to challenge all the brothers. And I'll tell them, listen, I want you to take 10, 10 houses. I want you to take 10 houses. I want you to do 20 houses. Because you see, there are laws that govern this atmosphere, that govern our lives. And one of the things that we have learned from our father, the one that actually gives out cause and agenda which i will get to in a moment is when it comes to these kind of times you you constantly give and give and give and that is your that is your agenda that is your 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 pattern for these times and seasons in your life you give and you don't worry about what will happen tomorrow because at the end of the day we know that as long as we obey the law it will regulate it will regulate our lives so he says, only be strong and courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. 
Do not. Do not turn from it to the right hand yeah. or to the left. Okay. That you may prosper wherever you go. So Joshua never had a relationship with God. His relationship with God was going to be through Moses. Imagine when God wanted to appear to Joshua, he was going to appear to him in the form of a law. The mode and model of God that Joshua would know would be a law. He would know that he was following God as long as he kept the law that Moses commanded. So God will not come and have a conversation that is already existing with you. He is only going to tell you to continue that conversation because what comes out of the mouth of the apostle. And you see, when you have to get stronger in this is because you will have many voices pop up in your life. They will have many opinions and you have to guard yourself. You have to guard yourself because unlawful people will try to teach you. They will try to teach you how to keep the law. Do you understand that? There will be people that will try and teach you your own life cycle that did not journey up to this point with you. So it says to Joshua, do not turn from the law that you're my servant Moses, he never recognized Joshua as his servant. He only recognized Joshua as the servant of Moses. The only servant God had in that generation, and I taught this to the Connect and Capital family at a point. I said to you that God only recognizes one servant per time. <laughs> the only person God recognized in the generation of Joshua was Moses. Why did God use Joshua? Because he was a servant to Moses. He told Joshua that I do not recognize you, but I recognize that Moses is my servant. And if you do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may do what? You may prosper wherever you go. So prosperity is in the hand or is in the bosom of instruction. The biggest thing that God respects is the formation and structure of leadership. So everywhere I go, I have this conversation and I realize something. The first thing I will be thankful for in my life is that I stumbled into right leadership. How do you know that God wants to use your life? Look at the leadership you stumbled into. There are many churches in the world. In fact, the more places there are churches, the more poverty increases. The more you see a church in an arena, in a realm, or in a place, the more poverty increases. You know it's not supposed to be that way, but it is that way. So I realized that God has raised a generation that would change the narrative. You guys are responsible. We are responsible for changing that narrative. When a church moves into a society, things get worse. How? How do things get worse? Because... They don't understand that what actually God was looking for was a structure of leadership. Moses, my servant, commanded you. So he tells them in verse 8. What does he say in verse 8? This book of the law mm -hmm. shall not depart from your mouth. Where was the book? It was the law that gave, God gave to Moses on the mountain, the blueprints. The strategic blueprint that God gave to Moses on the mountain. So, you see, when people disconnect from leadership, you will know because you will see it in their life. There will be a lot of energy and struggle put into one measly result. 
you will see the disconnection from leadership. And that doesn't mean you're around your leader all the time. No, but you see, when it's days like this, you, and you see, when you have a leader like this, there's no need to brag about whether you are powerful or not. Just look at the people that stay and attach and connect to leadership and understand the pattern of leadership. How do I know that I have power? Because I can see my leader ahead of me. And he has power and I know that I'm connected to him. So where did the book of the law come from? It came from the mouth of Moses. What came out of Moses' mouth became Joshua's book. Do you understand that? It became Joshua's guideline, Joshua's policies. It was the law. So he did not live his life by the government's laws. He, God was creating a new or raising a new nation that would impact and recreate certain policies and systems. So this book of the Lord, where did it become a book? It became a book when Moses began to speak it. So Moses spoke it. Men read from what he spoke. So there's a time that comes in your life where you feel you're enlightened because of age. You no longer are ready to work with the time cycles that God has put in place. You now feel like you need to quickly move. And I will repeat this over and over again simply because I know the age bracket I deal with. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but... NLT, sir. No, we haven't finished NIV or NKJV, so... Let's finish that one first. But you shall meditate in it yeah. day and night. Yeah. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. He said that you may meditate. Let me tell you, this book of the law cannot just be the Bible. There were certain things that Moses taught them. Certain laws that he taught them that they may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then mm -hmm. you will make your way prosperous yeah. and then you will have good success. So there's, when God comes to a man, he wants to see the structure of his life. Whether this life is structured by work or structured by laws. You know you can have two different kind of lives. This life can be structured by hard work. They just work hard. But there are no laws and codes written. But remember, he makes his covenant. He made a covenant with the, with, the, with the nation of Israel. He made a covenant saying, this is my new covenant with them. I will write my laws. The programming of a man is either that he is working to get where he wants to get to or he has laws that programs his life. There are certain things that he will accept or reject dependent Dependent on the law. Dependent on the writings that have been going on. Dependent on the ink that bleeds on his heart. So you can see that sometimes what happens to people is even though they listen to a piece of the ink of that pen that is speaking the laws that he has received from an apostolic pattern does not bleed on that person's heart. So he said, for then, when God comes to inspect, what will he find? Will he find nation laws embedded in your heart when they wake you up in the middle of the night? What would they find? Will he find nation conversation written on your heart? Or is it work? Because I'm trying to get somewhere in life. 
said to the guys the other day, and I promised someone I will ask questions, answer some questions that were asked me on WhatsApp. I said, one of the things I did, or what benefited me was the fact that I did not have a future ambition. Till now, someone says, what are you becoming? I said, I'm just becoming me. So that's, that's just weird. So PT helps to bring clarity. And you know, one of the things I would advise you to do, because I think personally that that Monday podcast just gone was so powerful. It says it was a practical, clear conversation about the rise out of obscurity. You cannot, and I'm still going to touch it today. This is just me doing a prelude. So you cannot figure out how to transition yourself to the future you feel God has laid on your heart. What happens at a certain point is in the place of obscurity, you're becoming better at being you. That's going to sound so confusing. I already know. You're becoming better at being you. Some people try to hide them, and I warn those that work very closely to me. Don't complicate this matter. Because you complicate it, you're complicating yourself. Simple minds know that they are getting better at becoming them. It's as simple as that. I know that the better I become at being me, being me according to the nation laws, finding myself in the move of God and in the scriptures, the more I become better, the more I will become visible. I don't need to pray for visibility or fame or, or prosperity. Let me tell you the truth. I never even set out on this journey to have any of those. The, f the more I found myself as a mobilizer, as a Joshua in this nation, the more I began to realize that the need for finances. So at a time leadership protects you, it begins to give you your, your safe havens and your parameters, but then at a time it tells you, now you should know why. If you've been spending time with yourself in the secret place, you will begin to know why certain things, why you are created the way you are created. Then nobody will either inspire you or demotivate you because you know who you are. Nobody will seem like they're ahead of you or they're behind you because you know that you are only working according to the time cycle of your own life. For then you will make your way. There's a path, a destination set out for every man. But he said, in order to make your way prosperous, there was a leadership that I set, I installed over your life. But he didn't just say, then you will make your way prosperous. He said, and then. And then you will have good success. So the first thing that you need to do with your life is to make a way that is prosperous. Listen to what he said here. He said that then, after you've actually constructed and composed your heart to bleed the rhythm of God's law for the nation family. It says, then you will make a way. You know, when you make a way, it doesn't mean you're walking that way. 
It just means that now a way has appeared. A path has appeared. And he says, for then your path will become prosperous and you will have the possession of good success. So there is a prosperous way that man will walk. You got to find the scripture to me. For me, there is a way that seems right to a man. So there can be ways that seem right to you. And look, there's certain points that you reach in life where you realize, am I walking this way right though? And you stop, you pause to make sure you listen more intently to make sure that I'm walking this way right. I see people looking for power in order to prosper. The world is hungry for economic success. But God has given the nation family a way. It's called, and they had one heart. They were in, of one heart and one mind, but not now. When you find it, help me read it. For there is a way that seems right to a man. Go for it, if you have it. It's already on the screen. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end. Oh, my days. Life is a compo- composition of ways. So when you go into... <laughs> I don't trust ways, the navigation system, but I'll use it for today. Waze was going to get me home at 8 o'clock today. I told Mimi to take one turn. We got home 15, 20 minutes earlier. You know, some pastors would have used that as a spiritual thing. Say, see, I, the Holy Spirit told me that I should uh, take this way. So, no, 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 no. I've just been driving these routes for time. That's all. But let me get back to this. So there there is a way that seems right because in life you can walk many ways. There's a way that seems right to a man, but but its end is what? Is the way of death. Is the way of death. So men can walk in the way of death even though the way of prosperity has presented itself. The way of prosperity is leadership. But you see, the problem is Men decide not to lead, be led, and they lead themselves, but they don't know that they're going down its end. Listen to what it says here. It never becomes apparent that the end is death. Because it's at the end. When you journey a certain path, you will never see what is at the end. He said there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end. Not its beginning. In the beginning, there are men that rise. And I was asking PT, there are men that we've seen on the, in the halls of fame for a while. They might be there. And some of the celebrities and artists that we're speaking about today, whether it be some of the greatest UK rappers or drug artists right now, let me tell you, in five years' time, we won't even mention their names again. They will become legends and myths. Because... There is a way, but it's end, not it's beginning. It can have a rise, but then there's also a fall in it. But it's end is the way of death. I want to see this in different translations. So when I sit down and I talk at the end of these major pushes that we've had, and we're thankful to God, we also still have to sit down and analyze our ways. 
PT's told us something the other day, and I think I have to re-emphasize this thing. There are messes deep down that must be brought to the surface for a conversation. There's a way. Go for it. TPT, sir. Mm -hmm. You can rationalize it all you want mm -hmm. and justify the path of error you have chosen. It said you can rationalize it. You can logic it out and justify the path of error you chose. But. But you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. See, beware of people who accept your pity party. I've continually seen men who are not perfect prosper. Because you know what the one thing they were perfect in? Understanding leadership. Testing one of the brothers yesterday, I sent him, I was in the middle of a study, just spending time fellowshipping with the words of God. And, and I messaged him midnight and I said to him, I want you to look at the trajectory of our lives. Everything that met us along the way, everything that caused us to prosper, it met us in our, us just serving our Father's cause. We were just looking to sow. And then we made certain relationships. Those relationships are still serving us till today. Because we're still serving our Father's cause. So I told them, beware of people who decorate life to you, teach you ambition. Because they bring you out of serving the cause that prospered you in the first place. Again, you can rationalize it all you want. Beware of pity parties that actually hear your rationale when you say, this is the path I have chosen and this is why I have chosen it. Beware of those pity parties because it is actually endorsing and approving the end that you took is the road to destruction. So let's teach you. I actually want to teach you about the prayer we're praying as a family towards the end of the year, towards the end of this time cycle. And this season, P.T. mentioned that the more you prosper, you said God is blessing you and God is blessing us. God is giving us capacity. But he told us that although it looks like blessing, it's a test. So I want to take us right back to a prayer so that in case anybody is watching me and you want to look like you got it all figured out, let me tell you something. I already know you don't because I don't. People can get intimidated by seeming success. People can feel unincluded or that people have changed on them and I think it was Pastor LaBelle that posted it that said, I, I didn't actually 
put all this attention in to stay the same. Said, so, you know, people do this thing where they will say, oh, wow, in 2016, you really used to preach the word of God. I said, yeah. Go and meet me in 2016. See what I was wearing. That's the man you're looking for. This man has evolved. He's, he's heard clearer. The words of God. And sometimes we have to admit that then there were some areas in our lives where we were deceiving ourselves. But what you're actually supposed to grow more in is understanding as time goes. Let me do this. So let me teach you prayer tonight. Are you still with me? Let me just see how many people are still with me. I want to set you on a path of healing tonight. I want you to, I want to set you on a path of certain areas in our life. Pastor Dami, I see you, sir. Mad, you know I'm coming to learn now. Because I saw pupit in the metaverse today. You know. So I said, hey, this means I can do this thing from my bed. That works for me. With me, with me. Thank you. Let me teach you prayer tonight. How do you as young men, and you know, I feel pressure a lot because I see the questions coming in from some of you. <laughs> By the way, I tested today. And I'm negative, okay? So if you see me coughing, it's your own business. Can't even cough in peace anymore. Say, so what would they think? Oh, God. I didn't go to Whiskey's concert. <laughs> you know, some people say, ah, hey, you? You know, people, especially people that are um, spooky, I don't want to call them spiritual. They would tie, say, mm, God must be uh, doing something in that person's life, trying to teach them a lesson. God doesn't, God doesn't do that. God does not do that. Thank you very much. You're stronger than any disease that even, it just comes to test your anointing, simple. Don't let anybody, and even then that can sound pastoral, but trust me, I understand. <coughs> I understand well how power works. <laughs> Ooh, I can't help it, you're right, Trendy. Let me teach you prayer tonight very quickly. Very, very quickly as we look at how does a young man or a young woman as... I see questions pouring in on a daily basis. So, serve, serve in this agenda now. How do you, a young man or a young woman serve in this place? I want to give you a call tonight as the apostles spoke for years. PT would actually gather the young and the older. And he would sit us down and he would open his Bible to Ephesians chapter 3. And he would teach 
and break down Ephesians chapter 3 evidences on SoundCloud. It will break it down from verse 1 all the way to the end verse and teach us the mystery, the wisdom of this gospel. One of, let me start from verse 8, then I will go to where I'm going because I want to teach you prayer tonight. I want to teach you how you, your, your perspective on what you do, your perspective on who you are, the position you have acquired or the position that has been entrusted to you within the nation, why it is powerful enough to reform and redirect your life. Why you don't need to step outside of what God is doing in order to find place in the world to come. And I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about a new generation that is rising. Ephesians chapter from verse 8. Go for it. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. I want you to hear Paul, the apostle, speaking here. He said that God's intent, so God is not a person that does things without intention. The reason why he's raising you and I is his intent is through the what? The church. The manifold wisdom of God. Remember PT telling us that the, the power is a dimension. But the higher dimension of power is wisdom. When you get to the full manifestation of power, it actually displays and demonstrates itself in untold wisdom. This is not the wisdom of the world, but let me tell you something. The world is very wise. It is very wise. It is hard to beat the world at a wisdom game. So the wisdom of God will be hidden in foolishness. So he says the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm. So imagine what God wants to do with my life, with your life, with nation family. He wants to, to display wisdom like he has done. Do you, have you not seen how many things have come up against the nation? In 2019, it was almost like the whole of, of, of the community or the whole of society banded together to try and bring a powerful movement down. But in the manifold wisdom of God, he had outwitted everybody. He had used you. He had used me. He had used a PT to outwit the rulers and authorities. Satan wanted to use propaganda, discrediting, to discredit a move, but it was almost as if when he wanted to bury us, we just grew more. Isn't it the same thing that happened to Jesus on the cross? When Satan realized that this man was powerful enough to stop his own intention, remember this, what you will have to understand is that both sides have an intent. The kingdom of darkness have an intent, and so does God. 
you will get better at being you when you find the intention of why God created you. His intent was that now, through the church, so when Jesus went to the cross, Satan thought he had won. But even though you buried him, he grew stronger. The manifold wisdom of God displayed in the cross of Christ. 11. According to his eternal purpose uh -huh. that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when I manifested here on earth, when I became, when, when somebody had an urge to have me, and I finally got delivered to this earth, I'm only fitting into a purpose that is bigger than me. So I would do things that are bigger than my natural circumstances. Because I am aligning to an eternal purpose. He has already accomplished this purpose, this reason for living, this reason for, for, for existing. He has already accomplished it in Christ Jesus our Lord. You will see why I had to start from here. I don't want to stay here, but I have to start from here. Because remember, I am a puzzle, a piece of a puzzle to an eternal purpose. It started way before me. If some of you are not becoming very eager and pulling towards nfts or you're pulling towards virtual reality or card or whatever you're pulling towards if you're pulling towards coin it is your heart working out an eternal purpose that existed before you even came into existence so what happens is you just flow towards what you were created for in the first place times and season dictated it is only the church that is behind god isn't let me tell you that again. It is only the church that we met that is behind, but God isn't. He understands that these creations and discoveries will be emerging. In fact, he is the one that planted them there. All the components that make things what they are today existed before time began. Before the civilization of the world began to operate in its fullest manifestation. So what the world have is advancement. What we have is eternal purpose. There is a time that you have that is ahead of you that you are only going to walk into. And Enoch walked with God until he was no more. He advanced to a place where man could no longer operate on his level again. That he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, 12. In him yeah. and through faith in him, yes. we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Uh -huh. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings yeah. for you, which are your glory. There are sufferings which are our glory, but not tonight. Then he says something. Go for it. For this reason, uh -huh. I kneel before the Father. He says, for this reason. What was the reason? The wisdom that God had displayed to him. What he is about to do with the church. The assignment and cause that God raised Paul for. When you look at the word kneel, it talks about submission. So connect, capital, nation, family. What I want to talk to you about is for you to actually redefine and recommit yourself to a submission. For this reason, why do people... Lose submission to leadership because they've lost the reason. <laughs> if you lose the reason, because reason is why, right? There's a reason why I knew. He said the revelation he received caused him to submit. For this reason, I knew. 
you're going to have to find the scripture that says, for this cause. God began to teach Paul. I discovered that the, the role of fatherhood is to give men causes. I'm going to give you a time to hear that. The role of fatherhood is to issue out a cause. So when you came to the nation family, what distinguished it from every other church was the fact that there's a cause here. You cannot have a submission. or You, you know, people talk about surrenderedness. You cannot surrender until there's a cause to surrender to. For this reason, I kneel, I, I surrender, I submit. Remember that Paul was a Pharisee. He was a Jew of the Jews. He went around persecuting the church. But then he found a reason to submit to Christ. So don't ever, make, don't ever let them teach you that Christ does not present cause to men in order for men to submit. When the kingdom comes, it will come to present its cause first. You cannot actually kneel in the place of prayer until you understand the cause that you are submitting to. When a man begins to talk prayer, listen to it. Let me tell you what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation. It is a family matter. You don't start praying to somebody that you are distant from and you are distant from his cause. Look at us. As mere humans, we work more with men that serve our cause than we do with men that are distant from us. How much more the father? So prayer is a family matter. He said, for this reason, I kneel. The kneel there means I am reverent. I'm in submission. But go for it. For this cause, uh, I bow my knees unto the father. Did you see what I'm saying to you? He said, for this cause. For this agenda. So I discovered before I can pray. Before I open my mouth to, to pray or before I open my ears to listen, what I'm looking for is the cause that Christ presents. What is the cause of this 21st century generation? It is an economic empowerment. What is the cause that the, the, the gospel presents in you? All the nation of the earth will be blessed. For this cause, I kneel before the Father. Go for it. For this cause, mm. I bow my knees unto the Father yeah. of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh -huh. of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You need to hear this scripture well. Give me verse 14 again. For this cause, uh. I bow my knees unto the Father yes. of our Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. of whom the whole family yeah. in heaven and earth is named. He said, of whom the whole family. When he wanted to pray, he recognizes the father. I told you, the role of fatherhood is to do what? Hand out the cause. So when you came to the nation family, what you actually came to was a cause. You didn't come to church. Church, according to the way that we met it, is a place where you go to praise God, but you go to serve your own cause. But I've discovered that every power player I'm, I'm, you know, I'm keen. <laughs> I'm keen to discover and be able to explain 
how we came as far as we have come. We're nowhere yet, but as far as we've come, how we come here. For this reason, for this cause. So I discovered that when I first entered into the nation, when I heard the word, what I heard was a cause. Now, the next thing that happens to people is this. They have an opportunity to, some people serve their own cause. So you can be in the nation, right? And you want to be rich. So you serve in a family. That's what can happen. But then there can be someone in the nation that doesn't care what they will become. They're just serving the cause. So he says, for this cause, remember I read from verse 10. He broke down what God had shown him. The administration of the mystery of this gospel. He broke down why he turned from Saul to Paul. Why his life took a drastic change. Because he wants to pray for them that they may have power. But he can't pray that they may have power until he teaches them about submission to a cause. Why do I make people conscious or conscious of these facts? Because if you're not conscious... You will be doing things, but then questions will come to test why you do what you do. So, as I sat there, I looked at this and I saw, for this cause, I bow my knee. So, help me find the definition of submit. I sit here tonight, looking at this. For this cause, agenda, assignment, what happens to people along the way? Why do they feel as if Life has treated them unfairly, but treated others fairly. They've detached from the cause. So if there's a social event, they show up and they say, yes, that's my church. But the cause, they have stopped fighting for it. But he said for this cause, because when God came to speak to Paul, he did not come to speak to him about his ability to give his life to Christ he came to speak to him about his intention I love scriptures you know we have to unlearn what scriptures or God not scriptures what what church taught us you go to church most times and they teach you to serve in a department I'm teaching you tonight to serve this cause if you serve this cause, and I can be bold enough now to say, I was, <laughs> I was with some beautiful people today, honestly. And the guy turns to me and said, listen, I heard that you, you told me that you only you got like three, four hundred core members. I'm 401. You people will not force me out of this. You see, at that point, you teach them cause. Why does the nation family exist? The more you merge with the cause of the nation family, the more God begins to prosper because you find yourself inside of what is being done. Did you find that definition for me? Listen, I find this so interesting. Go for it. To yield, uh -huh. resign, or surrender to the power 
will or authority of another. So the way I put this for myself is until you submit, until you resign to this power, this power will not resign to you. You can love your leader all you like, but if you're not for his cause, her cause. I just don't like the way my leader treated me. I'm not for ill treatment, but you see the thing is, right? Whether ill treatment or not, there is something bigger that people keep their eye on. It's the cause that God is working. So I've seen people who were imperfect continue to rise through the ranks. And the people who complained and left, where are they now? There is nothing that should be powerful enough to stop you from serving any cause. Imagine what brought Paul to his knees. On the way to Damascus was the fact that God presented. You Don't you wonder what did God say to Paul? He taught him his agenda. He said, before I pray for you, let me tell you the reason why I have submitted. He said, submit is to resign. So I now looked and seen, said in my own life, I realized why we began to grow in power. Before we prayed that you may be strengthened with might. He said, before we began to pray that prayer, what actually happened to us is we resigned ourselves to our leader. We just resigned. We're here. Whatever we become, we become. But that doesn't even matter now. Whatever the cause is. The culture of this house is that the nation, the minute the nation family stop ha stops having a cause, power goes. In you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Imagine Paul at the height of his revelation said the gospel foreseen that Therefore, he preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So why would Paul begin to proceed to take one quarter of the world? When he opened his school, he would teach the causes why the kingdom exists. The kingdom doesn't just exist so that men will worship God. It's not true. God is not looking for you to sing to him. In fact, he has better voices where he is. God is not even looking for you to pray to him. Unless, imagine praying for God to bless you. God is looking like I've already blessed you. The issue is, your blessing is hidden in my cause. So men serve their own cause. And I looked more intently into this and I stumbled on this man. This man they call David. When David... Just think about David for a second. When we talk about submission or to submit, resigning, read that um, definition again. To yield, uh -huh. resign, or surrender yeah. to the power, will, or authority of another. The cause that David served was the cause of his father, Jesse. Imagine Jesse who is going to put David in charge of the sheep. This is to help somebody tonight. You know, David has resigned his life to the fact that he may just live here with the sheep forever. He may just be here with the sheep for the rest of his life. That's what it means to be resigned. When he says, for this cause... 
I bow. So you can't start the prayer of power and strengthening of power until you first of all deal with what it means to bow to a cause. Many people are filled and decorated with ambition. It's a decoration. You feel if you tell people your aspiration, they will feel you're a better person than the next person. It's not true. Some of the business or businesses that were started were started out of an ambition to be like instead of to serve a cause. So Jesse puts David in the, the desert with sheep. And his brothers go to serve Saul's cause. They're in the army. They're on the front line. Sometimes it will look more attractive to be on the front line than it does to look, in, to look like you're in the backside and nothing is really happening. But remember, as long as there is cause. So he's in the backside of the desert, in the ability to serve cause, all the conditions that David needed in order to be sharpened and trained was in that sheep or tending to the sheep. It was almost as if David was a forgotten purpose, but for this cause, the job of fatherhood is to hand out causes. When so your leader comes to you or PT says, this is what the nation was, is doing. Or if I turn to one of the brothers and I say to them that, listen, this is your target, go. Or I turn to one of the sisters and say, this is your target, go and do this. Cause. The job of leadership or fatherhood is to hand out causes. And on a day, Jesse said, for David, he's going to tend the sheep. That was David's cause. And David resigned. His brothers would come home sometimes and all the reception they would receive for being in Saul's army, serving Saul's cause, the nation's agenda. But all of a sudden, there's a boy unnoticed, ignored, in obscurity that is just serving his father's cause and tending sheep. This is all David was doing and all of a sudden the prophet is in town because you see, it is not you that will give yourself the, the promotion. You know people do that sometimes. They give themselves promotion. He said, oh, what are you doing now? Yeah, I was doing this, but now I feel it's time to do this. He said, you feel it's time to do this, right? But David had resigned himself to the desert. Almost as if if my life ends here, it's fine. But he's resigned himself, and then the prophet Samuel, the kingmaker, the father, comes to give him a new level of cause, and he gives, the cause Samuel gave David was the cause of kingship. But look at this trajectory now. Let's find the story of, of, of David when his father sent him to go and feed his brothers. Every promotion you will find, every battle you engage in, will be because you're serving the cause that was given to you. Let me now make it simple. Sam, Pastor Connect is a cause. 
In this pastoring of Connect, everything I needed and everything I currently am or have was found in, the, in that proximity. Said, I was telling Pastor Emmanuel today, you see the financial status that I now may possess. Do you know when it happened? Do you know the start of that journey was 31 days of word? That's when it started. Someone said you pushed your way into. I said, no. I just resigned myself. That if I sit in this chair and teach people that are willing to listen over and over and over, you know why I won't be moved? Because someone put me here. So David was in the backside of the desert and completely erased from normal society his friends were sheep and the prophet comes to time and this is like the king of the nation and they did not even consider to invite David to come but God was looking for a man who could serve his cause so he looks at his father now sends him did you find it Go for it. Now Jesse said to his son David, uh -huh. take this effort of roasted grain yeah. and these ten loaves of bread yeah. for your brothers uh -huh. and hurry to their camp. Let me tell you, some of you are in battles that were not produced by the cause you were serving. Do you understand what I just said to you? You stepped outside of cause, assignment, to go and try and make a life and that produce the battles you now have. Let me tell you something. Rest, forget everything because that will not produce anything for you. Said, I'm just battling. I'm just fighting through. Duh, 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 duh. No. There were certain causes you had, certain service. You were serving a cause and what happened to you along the way is somebody said, take this effort. Take this effort of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. It was on Jesse's assignment that David met Goliath. Oh, God. Goliath was not something that David imagined he would fight. David was just used to fighting the sheep in the backside of the desert. So Jesse has now sent him on assignment. So what is the difference and why did David get filled with so much power? Why was God so it came to select David because David was resigned to serving his father's cause. I may not be teaching this for you. I might be teaching this for myself. Because David was resigned to serving his father's cause, not his. The increase of finances did not turn him away from serving his father's cause. In fact, it made him focus more on it. You know, sometimes people make little money and then they start to develop causes for themselves. Agendas, intentions, assignments for themselves. But the reason why you were brought into God's house is so that God can give you a cause to fight for. This assignment that David was sent on by Jesse was going to be the reason why David encountered Goliath. So if my encounters with battles do not come from the service of a cause, I don't want it. He said, now take it. And what does he say? 18. Take along these 10 cheeses uh -huh. to the commander of their unit. Yeah. See how your brothers are uh -huh. and bring back some assurance from them. He just told him to go and see how his brothers are. 
the same way that Joseph ended up in Egypt because all he went to do was he went to carry out his assignment that his father gave him and when he went to carry out that assignment his brothers sold him as a slave and he ended up in Egypt so if it is from the assignment of the father that I encounter my battles then guess what I am sure that I will come out on the other end unscathed but it may mean that I have to fight still I don't want to fight battles that were not given to me because I was serving a cause. People fight battles for their family. Family life is the thing that they fight battles for. Saying to one of the young girls, 18 years old, the other day I said, listen, we're going to help your mom with finances, but don't even allow your sister to convince you that you need to help your mom you don't not in this state how can you as a young girl help your mom unless you fight a cause and fight through then you will come back to help her people help people when they're weak how a weak person helping a weak person both of them will fall did you know what see, see what jesus said he said a one-eyed man it, or the blind cannot lead the blind you do not see how do you expect to lead the blind So he says, see how your brothers are and bring back some assurances from them. David was just used to not serving Saul's call, but serving the father's cause. In a time when it was happening to serve the cause of the, of the nation. It's time when it's happening to go out there and do business and make money and save money. And da -da -da -da. he just sat down sat down at the and and looked after the sheep that his father had assigned to him so what i need you to write down is that if it doesn't if the battles do not come from the from the place of assignment i will not accept it family like to put battles on you that they caused they caused that battle now they want you to fight it but all that David did was he heard the, his father say, go and check. But God had anointed this man in 19. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel yeah. in the valley of Elah, yeah. fighting against the Philistines. They weren't fighting against the Philistines. When God wants to bring you to the place of nations, he will create specific battles. Your cause will drag you there. The thing you are serving will drag you to that battle. So when I look at people point themselves in their own direction, I say to you, you know you're going to pick up a battle that is foreign. And the problem with your leader is that he's already fighting a battle. So he cannot stop to help you. Fighting against the Philistines, 20. Early in the morning, mm. David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, uh -huh. loaded up, and set out. As he said, where did he leave? What He left the flock. His assignment in the care of a shepherd. Why? Because his father, is, anyway, it says it. Go for it. Loaded up and, and set out uh -huh. as Jesse had directed. As Jesse has directed. Told one of your sisters, don't close that shop. Do everything to keep it open. Why? It came to you. you. You're not smart enough to know how to do digital online platform. You're not that smart. Something came to you in the place of assignment. Tend what has been given to you to tend. If, it is, if it's a battle to keep it open. 
that is the battle that came to you in the place of assignment. He reached the camp and the army. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, yeah. shouting the war cry. Uh -huh. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. Mm -hmm. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, uh. ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. I love this. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. He stepped Oh my days. You see, there is a time where you will break rank, right? You will break rank because you know you have the creativity to bring the new level of finances to the nation. But it will only be out of the fact that the Father sent you an assignment. You cannot even witness that if you are not even serving the cause. He said the Philistine champion from Gath stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defense. And David did what? And David heard it. So there are informations that you will hear because you were sent on assignment. Oh, God. I wish I could depict my life what were online. It's just informations. The first time Zuria would prosper. Pastor Shadja just said to me, there's a meeting in so-and-so in time, in so-and-so place. It was with twin at the time. And we just went. And after leaving that meeting, I was even discouraged. I was thinking, ah, 40 pounds at my age. Then something whispered to me, but you're on zero at your age, by the way. <laughs> uh -huh. He said, 40 pounds at my age. 40 pounds is 40 pounds more than zero, by the way. Well, that was a real humbling. But David heard it because he was on assignment. David did not. Don't you ever think about how David was introduced to Goliath? The challenges that were introduced to me was introduced to me because I had leadership. So leadership don't fight your challenges. They introduce you to them. If leadership are not the one introducing you to problems and you're introducing yourself to problems, then there, will be not, there won't be something that you hear that is about to change the trajectory of your life. He said, shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. The second time, I would experience what I would call a financial explosion. I was, it was in 31 days of word, and Eman had called me. Pastor Emmanuel had called me and said, somebody needed a favor. And I just decided to do it. You will remember me. I just said, I need you to go and get X, Y, Z for me from this place. And you were asking me, should I pay or should I? And I said, pay and at that time, it would have probably been my last money. But then he came back to give me. Because in every battle, there are rewards. There are spoils. Why are some people behind? In some of the houses that you're in, you can ignore what your leader is doing. Easy. Easy. It's easy for you. Your leader can be, can be probably pouring their leadership out and they, 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 you're just going about your business. Just going about your business. So there's always a young man that they use as an example. He's saying he's trying to build but it's also in the nation. I said, listen, he's, you know, I've clocked why he cannot build. He's looking at himself and developing battles for himself. David had resigned his life 
to Jesse's instructions. I could not, I started this session by saying to you that I cannot orchestrate, even to where we are today, I cannot orchestrate it. It is instruction after assignment, after assignment. Sam, pastor. Sam, lead financial mobilizers. Sam, every time I've resigned myself to just being that way, being that field, and at the time, not even having the right equipment and resources. You hear people, they, they know how to do things, so they feel as if that thing is theirs. I'm saying, no, it doesn't work like that. David went to the battle lines because his father sent him. And 24. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Imagine the man who could slay Goliath was not even in the army. Are you understanding that? Can I tell you something? That tells me that life is not about skill. The greatest fighter that Israel had did not exist in the army. The greatest warrior that existed for Israel was not even among the ranks. The greatest financier in the UK today does not even exist in the government. He's hidden somewhere in the house preaching. But he is the person that can solve economic issues. The leader of Africa, the leader that will lead them into the prosperity and, 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 and wealth that Africans deserve. Well, I don't know if they deserve it, but Africans long for is not even in the government at all. Is busy serving a cause. They all fled from him in great fear. And now the Israelites had been saying, yeah. do you see how this man keeps coming out? Yeah. He comes out to defy Israel. Mm -hmm. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. Uh -huh. He will also give him his daughter in marriage yeah. and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. Did you see what happened there? What did David hear? He heard a cause. Somebody asked, the king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. Remember, David was not supposed to be there at all. So this wasn't a general conversation. This was an army conversation. But David found himself there and he said, number 20, 26, what happened? David asked oh, the men uh -huh. standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine yeah. and removes this disgrace from Israel? Uh -huh. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So David sees a cause within the reason why he's about to fight. He, he's so used to serving causes that when he hears it, he responds immediately. He knows how to respond to the call of a leader because he's so used to serving the cause. He's not used to serving himself in life. I, listen, if I didn't have nation family, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. 
Some of you know how to maneuver without nation. I don't. If I didn't have this mic, if I didn't have a PT, what the hell would I be doing? Like, what would, I'm just thinking. Like, what would I be doing, though? If there's not somebody that issues out a cause for me, says, Sam, yes, we've done this now, but I need you to raise this to a million. Saying, yes, sir. My life depends on somebody giving me cause. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God? And go on. They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. Okay, so then we skip. We go to maybe verse 30 or so. So that we can round this up now. I'm ready to round this up. I want to lead you in a prayer tonight. It's a prayer of power, but the first thing I need you to understand is when God actually, when, before you pray, understand why you're here. He then turned away to someone else. and 32, sir. Uh -huh. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Imagine. Go for it. Your servant will go and fight him. Uh -huh. Saul your who? Your, your servant. He knows his position. I'm not afraid of being a servant all my life. Just give me a cause. Like nation family, what nation family did for you, some of you, is to give you a cause to fight for. Without that, you would have been wondering. So, so many people, sometimes I don't understand why people love to go and fight the cause of something that's already established. Like it's already established. So of my days, I've got a I've got, a, I've got an amazing, I'm going to have an amazing job in a top financial company. Saying the only reason why I would be there is because I have the cause called seed. You are not, so replied, you are not able. You are not able to go out against this Philistine uh -huh. and fight him. Yeah. You are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. Go on. But David said to Saul, mm -hmm. your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Your servant has been on assignment. Your Imagine this is the reply. You know, when I said you need to get better at being you, does this sound like a man that doubts himself? He knew that being in the place of tending to the sheep was better than anybody that was in the army. Why? He said, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When? When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep uh -huh. from the flock, I went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth my own training on how to fight was with lions and bears things that are unusual and uncommon to the to the normal man i didn't take the normal pathway of swords so i'm already used to fighting abnormal issues because we took a church and we made it the number one noticed thing in a nation it is said a I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. Uh huh. When it turned on me, yeah. I seized it by its head. I seized it. Uh huh. Struck it and killed and it. And killed it. When David began to give him his own resume, he tells him, I've been fighting causes from the backside of the desert because my father assigned me to sheep. You want to pray for power tonight. But the disconnection of power happens when you lose sight of cause. So imagine the sincere conversation I had. I said, I said, P, and I just say P. I said, P, you know, 
Let's teach each other a power secret tonight. Let's trace our rise of prosperity. And our, and our fall sometimes. When we serve this power called nation family, everything met us along the way in the battles. I remember when Pastor Emmanuel would rent cars to, to, to give. It was an assignment. Along that journey, we met people. So I said, I have to trace where I met everybody I met, though. If it wasn't from the assignment that was placed on me, so why am I confident to reconnect with some family members? I met them at WOTC. I didn't go looking for them. So somewhere in the destiny of God or the destination of God, there's something that God orchestrated. Some people go and say, I'm going to see my family. Nothing comes out from that thing. Dead family. Nothing happening. Not Nothing wrong with family. Or well, someone tells them, I'm dead family. No, no, no. What I'm saying to you is, along the path of destiny, God knows how to realign certain things if it is a part of the assignment. So I seized it by his hair and I struck it and killed it. What does 36 say? Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. Yeah. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them yes. because he has defied the armies of the living God. He met this uncircumcised Philistine. He encountered this battle because he was sent on assignment. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter 3 and let me lead you in a prayer. Do you have five minutes to pray tonight? I want to reset some people. I want to reset some people. I want you to really think about what I'm saying and listen to me. I know sometimes you can have your phone on the side and I'm talking and you're hearing me, but you're also listening to, I'm in a big mood. I get that. But hear me right now. Let me reset some things for you. Retrace why. Why do we love God the way we do? He gave us a cause. Why do we give? God has given us a cause. Leadership hands out causes to men. I'm going to turn to you and say, I want you to build this media team. I want you to build it. I'm, I'm seeing, can you... For this reason, I resign. For this cause, I resign. I don't care if you wanted to be a model before. For this cause, I resign. So at that point, I submit my life because I've received a cause. Doesn't matter how much you like people. You can't. You can't. You can't live life for. You can't live people's lives. It's not possible. If I could, I would live. There's many lives I would live for people. If I could. I would jump into their life. I live as them. But you can't. I say to some of them, let me see 
what you've now understood. Let me see how you've grown. How the word speaks to you. I want to reset some minds tonight. Speak to some. There are some leaderships you left. I can't even be more blunt on, online. There are some leadership you left. You were building with a leader. It was either in the place of prayer. You were did, 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 Then you left because you wanted to go and do your thing. You left because an expectation was placed on you. He said, for this cause, I resign. I yield to another authority. So, you see, what God was trying to do when he connected you to that leader is he was trying to enable you to pray the prayer of power. But pride, rebellion arose. And it's not that you're not in the nation anymore. You're in the nation. It's just that you do your own thing. And you do what you like. When you like. Because I always tell people, you get close to a leader, you see their flaws, or you see their expectation on you, and then you think, ah, no, this is not for me. Then power is not for you. David had resigned his life to serving his father's cause, sheep. It was in the wilderness that David came up with worship and prayers like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Imagine. Something had happened to David internally where now he understood who he is. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and of whom the whole family in heaven mm -hmm. and earth is named. Named is assignment. He said he hands out. It's like there's a cue for God to hand out assignments. So when he brought you into the nation family, he brought you to an assignment place. When he took you to a personal leader that you took with, I don't care if it's Pastor Shadir or Pastor Sam or Pastor Oni or Pastor Nikki or whoever, and you, your heart took to that person. He was trying to put you in a place of assignment. Because if he can give you a cause... You are, you are qualified for power. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, yes? That he would grant you mm -hmm. according to the riches of his glory yes. to be strengthened with might. Look by at this. He said that he would grant you. You know what it means when they say that someone grants you? You know some of you are applying for grants for your community interest company. He accepted, he granted you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Might there, the word there is actually dunamis. It means power. By his spirit. Mm -hmm. In the inner man. So tonight what I want us to do is to pray for a few minutes. Tonight I want to lead Connect Capital nation family just to pray this in a second and i'll play the worship i played before but it, 
in a second, I want to lead you to pray this prayer that you, because what I'm telling you to do is reset. God will show you. He will show you that this is more than just you being in an environment. It's you serving a cause. Men who served causes. I've seen causes, you know, you saw Nazi Germany. Whether we agree with or disagree with Nazi Germany, the cause became so powerful because men served it. You know, one of the things I can't get over which PT said, David did not get himself into the palace. His government did. What is the government fund of? Men who understand that I am just here to serve this cause. I'm here to serve this man. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. I prayed this for years. And why can I explain this now a bit more vividly? Because I didn't understand as a young man that I was just serving a cause. But now when I resound or re retrace the story of the nation family, and trust me, if you look at me and I'm, and I'm inspiring to you, or uninspiring to you, trust me, I don't know how I became all of those things. Except that there was a word that young people can love God and be extremely prosperous. That they will love Jesus and they will also be extremely successful. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I need another translation, obviously. So that we can pray tonight. Five minutes and I'll round up. Oh, we bless you tonight, Jesus. Go for it. I pray that out of his glorious riches, mm. he may strengthen you. What translation you are you reading? NIV, sir. Okay, go for it. I pray that out of his glorious riches, mm. he may strengthen you with power mm. through his spirit in your inner being. Mm. He will strengthen you with power. For this cause, we connect, capital, pulse, inspire, COD, elite, shepherds, power base. We bow our knees. We submit. I'm calling you to a higher level of submission. Every battle you encounter is because you resigned your life to assignment. You will meet the financial empowerment that belongs to you because you met an assignment. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. Let me see if you're ready to pray tonight. Let me see if you're ready. Go on. You can read what you want to read. Amplified Classics. Mm -hmm. May he grant you out mm. of the rich treasury yes. of his glory to be strengthened mm. and reinforced with mighty power yes. in the inner man yes. by the Holy Spirit himself mm. indwelling your innermost being and personality. Read that one more time. May he grant you out of his rich treasury mm. of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself. Reinforcement strengthened with mighty power.
reinforced. Why do we never get weaker? David is never weak because there is a reinforcement given by assignment. So before we move into 2022 or before we move into genius, the first thing we have to first of all check is the alignment. There's instructions that he will remind us of. There are relationships, meaning with leadership, that he will rekindle. Are you ready to pray tonight? I love this. Let's pray very quickly. Strengthen me. Wherever you are, you just want to pray for yourself tonight. And I can't just stay with strengthen me that you being rooted and established in love may have power. You cannot be rooted and established. You know, I, I realize that to be rooted and established in love, must first, the first thing is to actually surrender your life to a cause. Love cannot exist when ambition is working. What the world can teach you sometimes is to become more ambitious. And you see, sometimes the scary thing about the world, I mean the word now, is that you can actually hear it according to what is going on in your heart. <laughs> so when PT speaks and says, yes, we're going to take the nation, your ambition will tell you that you need to run. Mm -mm. My ambition or my, my nature should tell me what cause do I align myself with. Wherever you are right now, I just want you to just spend just five minutes praying in the spirit. As you get ready, it is a, it is a season of unprecedented wealth. You don't get weaker from here. You get stronger and stronger. Families get stronger. Systems get stronger. You become established as institutions like the man of God has prayed for us. So if I emphasize the culture of cause tonight, every cause has an effect. They may sound like two different definitions, but they're not. Every cause will eventually produce effect. So when I look at my life, it is the cause coordination family that produces the effect, whatever you consider to be peace I'm today. And I'm ready for season two. I'm ready to do things right. There were mistakes that we made. Disobediences and disagreements that we had. But we now know the power we're attached to. And once you've experienced that power, you submit, you resign. For this cause, I bow. I surrender. I yield. I yield. So I want you to pray tonight. As I, as I pray as well, I want to pray with you, saying, strengthen me with power. There's no sickness, no, no, no disease that can hold a man of assignment. It's not possible. Anything that comes will fly off just the same way it came. It will fly off because you're a man and woman of assignment cause you resigned yourself to the assignment god has given the nation family so for me and connect capital and all the families it's just commitment i committed to raising a formidable givers club 
I committed to that. I know the cause now. When PT said, and some will be the head mobilizer of the nation, I've committed myself to that cause. I've committed myself to it. That means that my conversations change. I have to become better at being me because every time you receive an assignment, it is trying to detail who you are. If you're told, I've always told my guys, if you're told, lead this team, it is because we're trying to show you who you are. People ignore who they are to look for a better life outside, not this family. So strengthen me tonight with power so that I may surrender. I need power in order to submit. In the name of Jesus. That's our prayer tonight. Strengthen me. In my inner man, by your spirit, with power, ability. There are some of you that are serving in certain departments right now, whether it be ushering, whether it be whatever you're doing, that it seems very small, but you are surrendered to a cause. I've seen a lady rise from just playing a keyboard and listening to instruction to rise to be the best in a company, to be placed in top positions. Why? Cause. Predestination, eternal purpose. There are positions that are designed for you, but it's surrendered to a cause. I hope you're praying. Strengthen me with power. Some of you, God just wants you to have more conviction of steel. When you hear a success story, it makes you want to run more. He's saying, no, you still don't know who you are yet. You don't know who you are. I want to see women rise, if, it's, if you're a pastor to Libra, rise from the kitchen. It's possible because of course. You just know how to serve this cause. Why can things in life, even though it harms others, it cannot take you? Cause. For this cause, I surrender, I submit. I submit. This is this. This is nation family, a cause. Jo David was not in the army. Moses was in the backside of the desert under mentorship, resigned to the fact that his life may end here. Until a voice comes and gives him a cause. Let my people go. Strengthen me with power tonight, Lord Jesus. Root and establish me in love. Give me Ephesians 3 on the screen. Let me use it to pray with you. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That you, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to, all the, to, the, measure, to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, listen to this, more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And let me see you say amen to